All right, back to what we were talking about. We have acquired the bacon, but um, not even. I ate that shit immediately. Yeah, it's gone. But we were talking about Erod with the D backs. It puts them in a good spot. He'll be the good lord. I got bacon stuck in my throat. This is not good. Bacon stuck in his throat. Lodge. That's the throat. Bacon. Bacon. So Erod to the D backs. He'll be the second guy in the rotation. He'll bump down Miro Kelly, but it gives them a good top end of that rotation. I really like that move. It's also a good veteran presence for a really young team. I, I like that move too. I mean, it's good. I mean, the Diamondbacks are continuing to make just nothing crazy, making moves. You get to the World Series, fall a little bit short, and they're not. I guess the word regressing. They're not taking any steps backwards. I like to see what they're doing. I think they're the clear cuts. Top them and the Dodgers are going to be the top two right there. There's no because you know it was the Giants and then we, what we like we said we just talked about the Padres. The Padres were kind of making trying to make some noise or whatever. But I think the game like the Diamondbacks are. They're making a staple in that division. I'd yeah. love to see him do it again because keep the keep the Dodgers out of the playoffs. I'm a happy man. Um, now we get to talk about whatever the hells are the Braves are doing. Um, someone cooked here. Yeah, they cooked. Um, let's see. We placed Eddie Rosario with um Kalanick. Uh, I don't know how to feel because I mean he was highly recruited, like big time prospect. What three years ago? Really? He was big in the Edwin Diaz period. Like I mean he was he was. Big prospect over there. Um, like I said, three or four years ago, if something along those lines. But he's definitely struggled. I don't have any stats pulled up, but I just know it's definitely been disappointing thus far. But also, Eddie Rosario is nothing special out in left field. At least with this, you have a chance of something. And I mean, to me, at least wasn't super expensive. Um, we also get Marco Gonzalez and flip him next day to the uh Pirates, which I haven't seen who that player was. I know it was a PTBNL, and they haven't named who it is yet. So I don't know. We don't know who that is. But I mean, it was just a little, a little some little calm the move. Um, I still think we have a bit. I think we're gonna trade for a big time uh, pitcher. I don't think there's been anyone on the market. Anymore. I, I still think Glasnow's the guy. That's why I'll, I'll, me and my dad were just talking about. It. I think Glasnow would be a guy. I'd be really, I'd really like to see us make a move for. Yeah, I think I we're gonna think do it. Glasnow. I mean, Anthopolis hasn't made that trade of the offseason yet. So and he can't go to the he can't go to the A's. Can't go to the A's this year. Can't go to the A's this year. So, you know gets Brett Rooker. God, go to the Ray, go to the Rays. Last time the A's were in a playoff game was against the Rays, if I'm not mistaken. So, you know, a little bit of a correlation there. Um That's I would like to grasp at the straws right now. No, I'm serious. I am grasping at the straws. I'm so I this has gotta be a correlation there. It's just funny because three years in a row, which the first was a little baby deal, but I mean you get Matt Olson and you get Sean Murphy. But I would like to see I we just need a pitcher, especially losing Kyle Wright. Our biggest thing our offense we don't need any more offense. Yeah. I mean, we don't we score. We score runs and out unless we're going against the Phillies in October. You gotta pitch. But you gotta pitch. And getting rid of one of our better pitchers, you gotta replace him with a star. But we it's what, December we what's up any day like March thirty first. We got time. Yeah, it's April first. We got time. So and obviously spring training's in between that. So we have a few months. Nothing crazy to rush into anything like that. But you know something that is coming down to the wire is uh, where's Tani going? Where's that Japanese? Tani. Where's that Japanese boy going? You know, so I've heard a lot of talk that he's going to announce where he's going today. I feel like that's high high bullshit. Mm-hmm. Um, Otani's going to announce that shit whenever the hell he wants yeah. to. Um, but. In reality, everything you hear from anybody that's talking about this, they don't know what the hell they're talking about simply because Otani's camp and Otani himself came out and said he didn't want the teams he was talking to talking about it in the media. He said if they were, he was going to hold that against them. Mm-hmm. So all this you hear, oh, the Dodgers, the Dodgers are the front runners. Oh, the watch out for the Blue Jays. Dude, no. It's probably some bullshit team like the Giants that nobody's talking about. That's exactly what Otani wanted. I the more that the more that this goes on, the more I have the sinking feeling he's gonna resign with the Angels. Though, I don't know why. I just I, I'm starting to get that feeling. I don't want, bro. I want him somewhere else. We already saw. I, what I do too. Good God, I don't want to have to deal with him for the next eleven years. I mean, he might give you a regular season loss, but he's gonna have to worry about it in the postseason because the the Angels just. I don't know. I mean, I don't know what his motives are as far as like. I mean, obviously he doesn't want to go to like an absolute garbage disposal of a team, but also like any bag chasing or. Give me the dark horse Oakland A's. Oakland A's is crazy. They couldn't even pay for like a day of Otani. But um, I don't know. I would love to see him like actually go somewhere worth being exciting. But also, I'm feel like if he does go somewhere, it'd be like Yankees, Dodgers, Mets, somebody I can't root for him. With. I really hope it's somebody like the Blue Jays, but I just I don't know. I can get behind that. If he goes to the Blue Jays, I I would definitely like that. I could still be a fan of him. 
And also, if, he, if I guess the thing is, if he stays in, with the Angels, I could still be a fan of him. But he, I would, do I still love, would love to see him sign with Boston. I don't know what it. I just would love to see him in Boston. I don't think he'd go to Boston though. I don't, I don't see that. I don't know why. I just, I mean, he could. Don't get me wrong. At this point, I don't really know who he can or cannot or won't go with. I mean, shit. Watch him. be like, mm, target the Cardinals. Like, I don't know. At this point, we really don't know as much as some people really want to. Say. People want to think that they know everything. We don't. They don't. Like you just said, we don't know really jack. John, John Heyman's yapping out of his ass right now. He like, has no clue what he's talking only, about. I don't even think Otani really knows, but nobody knows better than him, and he's not telling us anything, as he stated, and honestly, as he should. I mean, really, this shit is kind of private, because whenever this shit gets public, then weird things like what happened between Freddie, Freddie Freeman, Freeman, yeah, that's what happens. Hey, shout out the Dodgers. So I think the Dodgers kind of shot themselves in the foot. I think if they, if they are very serious about like keeping this under the radar, well, Dave Roberts came out and said they met with him. Like, yeah, so he was, he openly was like, so, oh we oh we met with him. Oh we talked with him. So they're probably like, so what I'm thinking is that meeting probably went like dog shit. Mm-hmm. And the Dodgers are trying to be like, oh, we went, we definitely tried to talk to him, or whatever. He ain't going to the Dodgers. I'm gonna go ahead and mark him. He will not be a Dodger. Yeah, but we can move on from the MLB and hop into the NBA. A little bit to talk about here with the in season tournament. We're down to the finals. Mm-hmm. The Pacers and the Lakers. I have been watching this Pacers team ball the hell out for two weeks now, and what it's really came down to is this is this is what the in season tournament's about. It's teams like the Pacers that are built to where they can beat anybody on a random night. They 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 knock off Boston and Milwaukee. They they really just went into Boston or into Milwaukee and outshot them. That was what it was. Like they they just outshot Milwaukee. Milwaukee's not that they've looked very sketchy perimeter defense wise this year, and they exploited it and tore them up. And they they did the same thing with Boston. They just tore up Boston from outside. Well, I need them to do the same thing in the Lakers because, like I said, once again, me and my dad had like a whole hour mini podcast because we were just talking about sports. But like, I t- don't want to see LeBron win this. Like, I cannot. If LeBron wins it, these stand. LeBron sexuals are gonna make this the in season tournament valuable all of a sudden. Oh, they're gonna make it like the oh, this thing. is harder to win because it, it, if you it, lose one, you're out. No, bitch, don't. No, half the teams are not taking it seriously. Look at the Pelicans game last night. Them motherfuckers didn't care. They to were be stoned. Them motherfuckers did not care to be there. They. Zion went to the buffet before and after. He was just, he didn't give a flying hell. Dude, Brendan Ingram was stoned out of he his was, mind. Yeah, he didn't even know what planet he was on. Like, like I mean, whatever. Yes, at the end of the day, the games are whatever. If you want to say they're exciting, to me, it's the in-season tournament's just whatever. I don't care. Man. I personally liked it, but I know it's not that big of a deal. Yeah. I mean, it, it it's been a little bit entertaining, but. I don't, I, I still don't really love the courts. Um, It's just. The court's um, inferior. Yeah, I just don't love it. It's just it doesn't really appeal to me. Um, I think it's going to be the same thing. I think in a couple of years, it's not really going to be that big of a deal unless they change it and make tweaks. Because I remember the same thing with All-Star break a few years ago was the coolest shit ever when they changed it. Oh, my God, these All-Star games are exciting again. Now they're changing it back. That's how nobody nobody cared. So unless you make a big change to more than four teams in this finals, or if you change, like, there's definitely ways you can make this exciting. To me, personally, NBA fan, I've watched the NBA my entire life. It doesn't excite me. But, anywho, Pacers, please just do God's work and beat the Lakers because I don't need this to be called the, the LeBron James tournament or the LeBron James award for the MVP. I don't need that, bro. Like, I can already see Adam Silver wants that. He wants it so bad. It's, I'm just thinking about it. And I just know it. If the Lakers went, LeBron's going to cry and celebrate like he won the final. It's going to be like that uh, Timberwolves meme whenever he's. Stand up now and face the sun. Yeah, he's just going to be going crazy. Like, no. I'm sorry. Like, I'm trying to think of anybody on that team. Because the winners get 500K a pop. LeBron, that's like maybe $5, dude. No, let's go. Torian Prince is getting 500K. Not even, bro. Torian <laughs> Prince, it's like some dudes that we don't even know. Like Matt Ryan. or I don't even know if he still plays for them. But, like, guys like that who don't get in, who have not touched the court these entire tournament, are going to get this money. And they're like, oh, shit, that's like my yearly salary yeah besides that i don't care if you ask me that the insertion this season tournament doesn't make my life any worse but it definitely don't make it any better i couldn't care less it really just doesn't i don't care give it to the pacers i want the pacers i like the pacers uh speaking of the pacers tyrese halliburton is has that dog in him he indeed does tyrese has been balling he's the reason the pacers are here oh he's he's going crazy i think he's averaging like 27 and 12 Going crazy like he's, that. He's I mean, playing out he's of his mind, dude. Hey, oh yeah, no, it's twenty-seven to twelve, and he's shooting forty-five percent from three. That's ridiculous. Like, good lord, the man. dude. He's just so good. He's bomb. He's fun to watch. I mean, 
that Pacer team ain't bad, but it ain't great. It's crazy to say that the Kings got their hands on Sabonis and that, and they still lost that trade. I mean, Sabonis is a dog, and they lost that trade. That's how good Tyrese Halliburton is. But, but I will say Tyrese Halliburton wouldn't be what he is now. No, he would not be what he is now if he was still there. He'd he'd still be playing like Keegan Murray. Yeah, that's why. Like he, that's why I can't really. That's why there's because he's that guy. There's not really a win or loss because the thing is, is we wouldn't be talking about Tyrese Halliburton if he was still in um, Sacramento. He'd be a good player. But I, I think regardless, Sabonis was going to get moved because they wanted to clear out Sabonis so Miles Turner could be that guy. Yeah. It was honestly that hasn't even. You almost wish you discovered uh, Miles Turner. Yeah, you paid him all that money. He's just been okay. Because okay, the bonus at the end of the day is a dog. Like he's, I mean, he's the reason why that, or not the reason. He's one of the big contributing factors of why the Kings are the team that they are. Yeah. Um. See, they got right down early trade candidates. I was talking about this earlier. Who are some names that you got in mind, and I'll kind of go into. Man, it seems like for the past six years, not literally, but it feels like it's every single year. I have to talk about Zach Levine mm-hmm. being on the move. Dude, when are they finally gonna trade him? It's been it's been the same talk for forever I even, now. I don't even think this year's the year, to be honest. I really don't think he'll be moved this year. I mean, it just doesn't make it like I I hear it so often. Oh, he's gonna move. He's gonna move. He's gonna. And he never does. But um, the second one I want to talk about, Donovan Mitchell. It's weird because I feel like Cleveland still thinks they can compete, mm-hmm. uh, but they also know that regardless of what happens, Donovan Mitchell's not coming back after this year. He's going to sign with the Knicks. Mm-hmm. It's just going to happen. And I called this one at the beginning of the season. Like, this is something I called. I knew Donovan, it was going to be a weird dynamic between that team and the way how last year did Donovan. It was, Donovan didn't fit in that system. Like, it just didn't. He didn't mesh well going for the how last season ended going in. I could see there being issues. And I've stood correct, like, or I've been correct on that. I don't like I said. It's gonna be hard to see if we do get a trade from him, but that team ain't that team is not competing for anything. I doubt he moves. I don't think he will. I know a big name for me is uh, like guys like Kyle Kuzma. I think there is a high chance that Kyle Kuzma will be on the move. Um, like I said, me and me and Pops were talking about it. Mavericks are one player away, in my opinion, from being like a true contender. You need a guy who consistently give you 16, 17 with some good defense and can rebound. You give you six or seven boards. But that's a guy, he'll be on the move. Going back to Levine, DeMar DeRozan, maybe. I don't know. It depends. I feel like if one goes, the other one does. Yeah. But they just do a full dump. But I'm not really sure. A couple more guys I want to talk about. OG and Anobi. There was a lot of talk that he might be moved last year. I mean, if, if you're looking for an elite wing defender, He's going to be the guy that's going to be in the talks. The problem is I think that price is going to be kind of steep on OG. I think he's going to be overvalued. Like, you're going to have to give up too much for what I honestly think you're going to get out of him. Same he's thing a- for his teammate, Pascal. I think I, I think Pascal's price is going to be ridiculous. Going 100% agree. I think, once again, like, going back to OG, like, you're just going to give up way more than I think he's worth. I wonder if Portland is planning to flip Malcolm Brogdon. I'm curious to see if they're going to flip him. I could see him maybe going to, like, a Clippers. But, um, God, dude, that dude's bounced around. Oh, yeah. I think, I don't know. I, let me see, where are they at? Portland is, yeah, they're, they're in the, they're in the gutter. God, it sucks because you thought you made like a move. I thought thought they they did well with the offseason. I thought they did too. So I don't know. They are in quite a spot because you, you don't want to get rid of your team because then if you just keep on doing this process, you're never going to get better. Yeah. And the last guy I want to talk about, Jordan Clarkson. Didn't they just pay him though? I don't even I don't think he'll move. I think they'll keep on him. And if the Jazz do, I think they trade John Collins. I think that's somebody who could be on the move. If you try to get if you get rid of Clarkson, I think they move Collins because he hasn't really fit in. He hasn't well. really played well and they're paying him so much damn money. It seems like Atlanta low key did the right thing getting rid of him, but well, they, they paid him way too much. I mean, the thing with Atlanta, I mean, I don't even know because Atlanta ain't playing well either and they have no paint presence besides if Capella goes out, they have nobody there. Yeah. Like, Collins was your. Are they playing on Yeka at the four? Uh, four and five. When Clint goes out, he'll be the five. It's just whoever's on the floor, kind of. But I mean, they're nine and eleven right now. They're lost away from being where the Raptors are. Who nobody's talking about Atlanta being. You know, we need to trade. We need to trade. But the Raptors are like, oh, they need to sell. So it's like you're only a half game ahead of a team like that. So Atlanta's in a weird spot. Brooklyn, I think they're. Fine. We already talked about Cleveland. Miami's in a great spot. I don't think they'll be they'll be making moves for someone. I think. Yeah. 
I could see Miami finally making that move to get a to get a guard because they've been in talks on every single guard in the past two years and haven't gotten them. Yeah, so because they got Kyle Lowry, yeah, I I could see them finally making the move. I think you see some fringe guys on Charlotte maybe get moved. Like you can see one or two of those guys. Um, let's see the Rockets. Y'all ain't doing anything. The Warriors. The Warriors are. I'm glad I, they suck. I think they might sell. Honestly, I'm they, glad they're they probably suck. gonna. I wouldn't be surprised if Chris Paul gets moved. I think this is over. This shit's over. Like. What sucks is it's over for them, but Steph's still playing at such a high level. I mean, that's but I'm far as winning. Yeah, like I would, I wouldn't be surprised if the front office still tries to make some moves to surround Steph with talent. But to be honest with you, dude, you gave up your future with the Jordan Bull trade. I think I think you were better off just sticking it out with Bull because he's so much younger than uh-huh. trading for Chris Paul on a whim that you might be good. Now you're terrible, stuck with this contract, and he's getting old as hell. Like I said, like, no, nah, don't get me wrong. Like I said, Curry's still balling, but Curry will not win another ring as long as he's a warrior. Like I said, I don't know what he'll do at the end of his career. If they'll, he'll get like whatever, he'll move somewhere. Like guys do that at the end of their careers. He won't, the Warriors will not win another ring because right now you're in, you're in a bad spot. We mean you call this. This Chris Paul trade was, I don't know whose vision this was. It didn't work. It, I knew it wouldn't work. I didn't see the vision. I don't, I can't even like picture what they thought. Are they, I don't know if they wanted him to be a pure point guard, which I can't, which I already don't like. Chris Paul in the first place. What doesn't make sense about it is you pick up Chris Paul and then you say, oh, we're going to bring him off the bench. But the problem was your bench needed a scoring presence. You gave up a scoring presence to get a guy that swings the rock to a bunch of guys that can't score the ball. You don't need to distribute for a whole bunch of, not bumps, because I mean, but basically like compared to your starting lineup, a whole bunch of scrubs. I mean, you look at the guys that are coming off the bench for them. Sometimes Looney's off the bench. Sometimes he's in the starting lineup. But outside of him, it's like Kaminga. And like a couple, like it's just young guys that haven't really established themselves. Like, let me that see are on you. minimum contracts because you're paying Clay and Steph so much, so much money that you have to just dish out all these stupid little contracts to guys that are okay. Like, you needed you needed a lead scoring presence off the bench, and you gave that up. It doesn't make sense to me. And now they're doing all this experimenting with Chris Paul in the starting lineup, playing small when you're not shooting the ball particularly that well. It, it it's it's not working, and I, they need to figure something out if they want to try to get step another at least another chance. I don't. I think it's wraps. I think they know that Draymond's not. I mean, that whole situation. Are they moving him? Are they not? Clay's Clay's not. He Clay's. Is, I don't know what he's doing this he's year. Just, he's just a shell of himself. Which I mean. No, it's not like, you know, man, it's really, you hate to see the downfall. Like, the dude's about to be 34. Like Plus, when you tear an Achilles in an ACL, like, like you're it, not going to be the same player you used yeah. to be. Like, not only wrong, yes, all right, he's, you know, giving you 15 points a game. He's shooting 35% from three. He's still shooting over 10 threes a game. Like, yeah, you're going to get 15 when you shoot that many yeah. times. Like, I do, I mean, he shot the ball 18 times against the Clippers. I would hope he'd give you 15. Like, come on now. If you're going to shoot that many times, you better get at least that many points. Yeah, I mean, it's just like that That team just, there's something missing from that team. And I really think they just need to make, if they want Steph to be the guy that's going to try to get them another ring, they've got to make a move to change that system. Because clearly what they did for all those years that made that dynasty, the NBA has adjusted. At, the NBA is always going to adjust. They were so damn good because nobody else could shoot the three ball like they can. Now, obviously, you don't have the high-end shooters like Steph and Clay on every team, but you have five, six guys coming off the bench that can shoot the pill from just about anybody. I mean, everybody, like, I, I was looking at the Mavericks are making the most threes per game, and they don't, nobody on that team, you're like, oh, that's a shooter. Maybe Hardaway, but there's no guy like, there's They no gave up their bona fide, like, who everybody said was their full-on spot-up guy. Reggie Bulk was supposed to be there. Spot up guy off the bench. Well, they mean, let him walk. Your shooters, Curry, and he gets like one free a game, mm-hmm. if that. Like your guys are just there's no shooters anymore. Teams just shoot the three ball. So like you're not unique anymore. Like I said, yes, you have Curry who's unique, but at the end of the day, I mean, his twenty eight points ain't gonna win you every basketball game anymore. Exactly. It's just you gotta understand that. Like, yes, I get it. He's still great, but he's not twenty six he's not gonna carry you anymore. Mm. He's like he can't you can't ask a 36-year-old or about to be 36-year-old to the hey, last few times give me 38 to, points. The last few times they've tried to make him carry the team, he blew his shoulder to smithereens and broke his arm. Like, yeah, like the dude he gonna, can't do it anymore. No, he, like I said, and that's what I think that's where I give him, like, I knock on him because it's not like, oh, he's not good. Of course, he's great, but he can't. Like, his body won't. He's 35. Like, and yeah, oh, well, LeBron's 40, bro. Also, LeBron, 
he, he doesn't well he also just doesn't move this way like he's not a guard like lebron plays physical but he also doesn't he's averaging a little less but he, he, it's just two different games we all know curry's also got like some of the worst ankles and knees in the fucking planet people forget steph curry was almost going to be a guy that they were willing to trade away because he couldn't stay on the floor like luckily and i think it was 2014 the front office made the right decision to keep Steph and trade away Monte Ellis, but they were almost going to trade Steph away because he couldn't stay on the floor. Mm-hmm. And people were pissed when they didn't trade him. Got lucky. Mm-hmm. That he just he turned around. He had one more shot. He had one more shot, and he luckily, I mean, one more ch- last chance, and he, he banked, but that guy's gone. That was 10 years ago. That dude's gone. We're in, it's 2024. Like, he's not. Right now, because I'm watching, he is more of just a shooter. He's not going to. Like, he has some crazy shit in the paint. Don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. But you see nightly highlights. You go watch his old stuff, and he's, like, dribbling, squeezing in, and he does some crazy shit. He doesn't do that as often because he can't. I just never understood it because I, I, it felt like everybody knew that as Steph got older, he was going to turn into more of a spot-up, catch-and-shoot off of screens. He couldn't be the primary ball handler anymore. And you gave up the guy that was going to allow you to make that your system. It didn't make any sense. And it, it, it didn't make any sense in the moment. It still doesn't make any sense now. It's hurt both sides. Jordan Poole's played like shit in Washington. No, it, it, that's been actually very, I don't know what the hell. Like he, he, it, it just looks like he doesn't care. Which, I mean, you ain't that good where you can just be willy-nilly because, like, you're not, unfortunately. He just hates being in Washington. I can't blame him. I mean, I don't blame him, but at the end of the day, like, I don't know. I would, so you just got to play because at the end of the day, you just got to get your stock up, your personal stock. And then you could be like, all right, let me, like, get me out of here or do me this or whatever. But if you're The just problem like, is he took all that money to stay in Golden State. He thought. He thought he was going to be the predecessor to, to Steph. No, he definitely got hoed. Yeah, mean, he got hoed out. It's definitely fake as hell. But, I mean, moving on, I'm going to just talk, talk about my Mavs real quick. Um, The boys, impressive win the other night against the, uh, oh, my God, why am I blanking? Holy shit, the Jazz. 50-point win. Absolutely murdered the, I mean, Utah's mid as fuck anyway, so I'm not really going to, like, harp on the fact that we beat the Jazz. You win 147 to 97. That's a good game. But past few games, let's see, 35, I want to say 35, 18, and 15 from Luka against the Thunder, who will go on a 38-0 run. And still find a way to lose. I mean, because they're down by so damn much, which, I mean, here's the thing. it's a, I mean, you go on a 30-0 run, you're playing defense and offense. The, lar- the largest whatever-to-nothing run in NBA history. It was wild. You go on a 30, 30-0 run, and you're only up by six. Like, that's what I'm saying. That just tells you how much you were down. But which, that, I mean, I will give the team the fact that at least they, whenever they're down, they ain't out of it. Because whenever it was the third quarter, eight minutes into the third quarter, the Jazz were down by 18 and they gave, fucking gave up. Mm-hmm. We were down by 24 in the fourth quarter and we clawed our way back. So, yeah, it does suck. Now, don't get me wrong. You would love to get that win because you're like, you just stole a win from a good team, like a good team in the Thunder. Um, one point, I don't even want to talk about Luca's game as much. I want to talk about Derek Lively, who I think has been the most underrated or, like, the most impressive rookie as far as, like, we knew Wimby was going to do this. We knew Chet was going to do that. Derek Lively, damn near averaging a double-double, and he had seven blocks on 10 of 10 shooting. I think it's him and Jaime. They've both been balling. Those I are, mean, Jaime looks like he was the steal of the draft, but he's Derek, averaging, Derek's played very well. Yeah. He's exactly what uh, Dallas needed. Mm-hmm. Needed a rim running guy. He is a like I love watching him. He's one of my favorite players to watch. He's so fun. He can jump out the gym. He plays great defense. Luca loves him. Like I think this is the first time. Like Luca's always had a good connection with whoever's guard he or like whatever guard he's with. Whether it was uh, Dennis Smith Jr., Bronson, now it's Kyrie, Dinwiddie. Like he's always had a good connection. He's never had that connection with a big guy. I mean, obviously him and Porzingis never really clicked. What are you gonna do? Have a connection with Dwight Powell? Fuck no. But him and Lively, like, he has nothing but great things to say about him. So I love that that move, that trading, we didn't really trade up in the draft. We traded for the draft pick. It was weird, but draft night was a whole, that was a whole weird situation. But I'm glad we did it. Great move. And then another thing I do want to talk about, not only are we 12 and 8, Luca with a 40-point shovel-double with a 29-10-10 first half. The largest, like, I think there was, I think, six, for, there's been six triple-doubles in NBA history that occurred in a half. Only one of them, or two of them, been a plus 20. One of them, Demonis Sabonis had 22. Luke had 29. Blew that shit out of the water. Almost a 30-point triple-double in the first half. You, not very many people 
have 30-point triple-doubles in their career, and he, he did that ball. shit and a half. So I think he's number two in MVP. Of course, that freaking asshole in Denver is number one. He's going <laughs> to win every MVP, like, ever I, at this point. I don't even know why they get favor anybody else because he just keeps on playing out of his mind day in, day out. That's wild. But I think that's – oh, and then also I can just quickly talk about that. The Pistons and the Spurs on combined 33-game losing streak. Fun fact for everybody at home listening, and you probably saw this somewhere, but the Texas Rangers won more games in November than the Pistons. What the hell is going on? I mean, shit, the Braves won the same amount as the Pistons did in November. Like, the fuck? Hell, maybe even December at this point. What, we're already December 8th, and both teams have not won yet. Crazy. And is anybody on like a, nobody's on a crazy ass winning streak? Nah. The highest winning streak is the Timberwolves, who ups to them. I don't know what they're doing or how they're doing it. 16 and 4, best team or best record in the league by a good margin. But I think that's all we have for NBA. Yeah, we can move on to college basketball. A few things I want to talk about here. The first one, I want to talk about this Baylor team. My God, they are playing out of their minds. This. This Baylor team reminds me so much of the Baylor team that won the Natty a few years ago, the one that was led by Davion Mitchell. That team, that team was really good. It was it was crazy because it got down to the stretch and everybody was like, "Oh, Gonzaga's gonna cap off this perfect season." Baylor embarrassed them. No, it should. But which I was so pissed off. But looking looking at what they're doing now, they are shooting so efficiently. It's unbelievable. Like their their three point percentage to their attempts. They're shooting right around middle of the country in attempts, but their percentage is through the roof. They're they're shooting the ball amazing, and it's it's all led by, in my opinion, probably the most impressive freshman in the country so far this year, Jacoby Walter. He has played his ass off, averaging 15 a game. I mean, Baylor's rolling. They look really good so far this year. I'm really liking what I'm seeing from them. But a couple more things I want to talk about. In the college basketball world, obviously, we've talked about him before. we got to bring it up again. He's out there in the conversation giving Jacoby a run for the best freshman in the country. Shout out to Reed Shepard. He just keeps doing his thing, man. The dude's hooping. I mean, the dude can hoop. He is balling. Like, Kentucky's always got that just, I mean, like I said, I don't even like to bring race any, but they always got that just star. Them and Duke always happen to have that star-studded white dude that nobody, like, why? I don't even know why. Bro's averaging 14 points a game, four yeah. and a half boards and four assists. As a freshman... Cal Poly don't play freshman. I think it was, I think it's by BPI, he's the most impactful player in the country. It's, That's it's crazy. crazy. Hold he's, up, he's been so good. Dude, dude. plays, de- hold up, holy shit. Bro plays defense. Three steals and a block a game. He's averaging four stocks a game. He's insane, dude. And he's he only turned so the ball well. over once a game. He's only fouling, he's only got a foul a game. 100% from the free throw line. Has not missed a free throw. 60% from the three. He's playing out of his mind, dude. Reed Shepard's ridiculous. Nah, like, I didn't, I'm looking into, like, his deep, like, his stats. But that Kentucky team is, it, they've got some stars coming up as these freshmen with, with Reed, with Dillingham. Like, they are, they're in a position, they're going to be really, really good, really fun to watch when it gets down I to I mean, March. shit, Justin Edwards, another freshman, 10 points, 4 boards, and an assist. Like, they're playing crazy. These, these guys are young, but they're playing, like, they're playing good, too. I think they're yeah. I think Antonio Reeves is their leading scorer, but he's a senior. It's like they're finally somebody who's not in eighteen and nineteen playing for him. <laughs> but I don't, what's the record on that? Too? How are, I'm trying to find the actual like team stat. Let's see. They're six and two, first in the SEC. Who they lose to? Lost to number one Kansas, or Kansas was number one at the time. And they, that's right. They just lost to UNC Wilmington. Wow. Yeah, I was about to say because I, I remember I was about to say where's the second loss? Yeah, they had a sorry ass second loss. Yeah. But we can hop in and talk about the rankings, our reaction to it, who we think the best teams in the country are. Right now, they have Arizona at number one. I completely agree. Arizona has shown everything to to say they should be the number one team in the country. They handled Duke. They've handled everybody else they've played. I really like what I've seen from Arizona. They, they've just got it rolling. Number two, they have Kansas. In my opinion, I would put Houston, but I am okay with Kansas being at number two. And then number three, they have Houston. Like I said, I would swap them in Kansas. Four is Purdue. I'm tired of putting hope in this team, and then they just blow it. I'm so I'm no, so right, I never do. They they're garbage. Guess what? We'll see them in March, and they'll get booted out of the second round. Like 
Yeah, and then five is the reigning champs, UConn. I would personally put UConn below Baylor, but I'm really high on that Baylor team because of how well they've been shooting the ball. Like I said, I think this Baylor team looks just as good as their championship team. That They look so damn good. I'll give UConn benefit of the doubt, though. You did just win the championship, and your only loss is to the number two team in the nation. Yeah. So I can't really harp on that too much. Baylor, six. Gonzaga. Then Marquette. I don't know what the hell happened to them. Marquette's so weird because they play so well, and then they'll play like shit. Like, they handled business against Kansas. Whooped them. They're the reason Kansas isn't number one right now. They handled business. And then they have two pretty shitty losses. You lost to Wisconsin, which is okay. And then, and then like, you, you kind of got dog-walked by Purdue down the stretch of that game. Yeah. Like, and But granted, then they turn around and play the number 12 team in the country in Texas. And handled. they beat us by 20. Yeah, they unfortunately handled y'all. Yeah. And then UNC at 9, I like that. And Creighton at 10. Colorado State at 13 right over there. They're They've been playing really well. I remember watching yeah. them play against Colorado. They were unranked at the time. Colorado was, like, Mid twenties and they they handle business. Yeah. Colorado State's been. I remember we talked well. about them last episode. I yeah. remember that because they be, yeah because we were we watched that or either saw the end of that game or whatever reported that they beat Colorado, and they barely beat Washington and then they beat University of Denver. I will say though they play a whole bunch of shit tons. God, they don't have another good game until San Diego State January thirtieth. So I'll they should make a run as far as. That I mean, they really haven't helped. Yeah, and the final team I want to hit on while we're talking about college basketball, I talked about them in the last episode. I'm talking about them again. Tennessee, man, they they've they've just kind of got handed a dog shit straight through their schedule. They played Purdue, Kansas, and North Carolina already, and they're five and three. They lost they lost those games by four, nine, and eight, mm. and they're five and three. Like they're they've played well, but just haven't got it going yet. But I mean, we we know who the guy is there. We talked about him already. I can talk about him again. Dalton Connect is out of his out of his mind. He's so damn good. That's all I got to say with Tennessee. Holy shit, my bad. I just got completely blown away because I was looking at Duke. They're also five and three, and I just saw they just lost to. They lost to Georgia Tech. Really? Yeah. Wow. And I mean, yeah, my bad. I just come. That was like. I mean, Duke losing to Georgia Tech. Duke losing in general is already like, what the hell? But then you lose Georgia, Georgia Tech. Tech. Like, they haven't been good since they won the ACC tournament. Last thing I want to hit on with college basketball, did you see that Rutgers got the number two and number three yeah, recruits for was, next year? that's what I was telling you about. Because I know they reported it, because they obviously didn't get number one. Yeah. They have two and three. Yeah, right? Ron, Ron Harper's kid, and um, I don't know who the other kid was. The Ru- Ru- did you see the whole situation with uh, with RJ Harper's shit though? Mm-hmm. So he was a, he was going to announce his whole thing on I think it was like live or whatever, and Woj's ass, it, it, it's it's full on fuck Woj for this one. Um, like five minutes before he gets on to announce it, Woj leaks it, and it wasn't like Woj put it out and like didn't realize he hadn't already announced it. Woj put it out and said he is about to announce it on live TV. Fuck you, Woj. That is, you ruined his moment just because you wanted to be the first. You're that worried about Shams. I wish, I wish that both of them are bad. They both do this shit because I remember Shams had a really bad one at the All Star or the trade deadline last year. Like, I hate basketball and media's. Well, no, because Schefter has some bad ones. Like, I don't know. I just hate this whole like. Oh, I have to be the best. Like, I get it. There's a lot of money in it. Didn't like, Schefter misreport that somebody had died? I don't know. It was something ridiculous. I think it was like some crazy shit, though. It was something like that where you're like, dude, what the f- like, come on now. How did you mess that up? Like, it was almost like the Kobe show where there's just a whole bunch of I think it was Mike Williams. Uh, it, it was I wild. It was something. I just remember it was something wild like that. Shepter, but I don't know. Like I said, I didn't even know about that, but that's unfortunate. And it's just like, bro, really? Like, let the kid, let he's 18. Come on. Let man. the dude, like, oh my God, you couldn't have waited five minutes. Or yeah, afterwards. you're that worried about Shams, dude. And I mean, like I said, it goes both ways. Cause, and, and, and bro, there's other there's other shit you can report about, bro. You don't have to steal his moment. No. Whatever. It's for like I said, I've had my own th- I have my own thoughts on Shout out to Ron. Media. Shout out to Ron though. Ron put out a tweet. He was like, When I see you, it's on site. Oh. <laughs> All right. What are you gonna do to Woj? You're like, come on now. Nobody's gonna give you any respect if you whoop Woj's ass. Bro. He's like five ten and fat. Like, come on now, bro. Hold up. Bless. He's he's built like a bowling ball. Now I just wanna look at a picture this, of him. This is the Woj hate podcast. I mean, dude, what the that's one of the goofiest motherfuckers. He's 54. All right, I need to hide. Damn, he old. Uh, sorry. Settle down, bro. Go make, go start a family. Start a family. <laughs> I can't find his 
I can't find his height. He doesn't have it out there anywhere. I can't. He knows we'd flame him. He's he's at least 350, though. He's 350 in the height? No, wait. (laughs) He's 5'8". 350. And I don't know. At least 350. 350 is crazy. But he's 5'8". Yeah. So, um, I mean, if you want to go fight that motherfucker, go fucking for it. Um, anywho. You a little boy to me. I kiss you on your forehead. I guess we should talk about the NFL very briefly because I just, maybe it's just me. I'm just, I don't care. I sure do care. Well, I care why, but I'm talking about the NFL as a whole is just disappointing. I do want to talk about, I'll, I'll let you go. All right. So. We'll start off with the MVP talk. I'm going to give you all the hottest take you're going to hear for a minute. C.J. Stroud should. Oh, yeah. My bad. My bad. I forget. You know, we do be running this podcast. Yeah. Hear me out. C.J. Stroud needs to be the MVP. Now, he's leading the league in yards. His touchdown-interception ratio is really close to to Dax, if not a little bit better. I can't remember. It's It's, his is 20 to 5 and Dax 26 to 6. They're very close to each other. And on top of all that, he's playing for a team that had two wins last year. We are now tied for a playoff spot. What's really, what it's really going to come down to is how well Tank plays, or not Tank, um, CJ plays these last few weeks without Tank. I think if CJ lights it up, you're really going to hear that conversation start with him. But if we're talking just on the quarterbacks, and again, we had this conversation last night, we'll get into it in a second with Tyreek, but if we're talking about the quarterbacks, definitely shouldn't be Brock Purdy. And if it comes down to Dak Prescott and CJ, CJ Stroud means so much more to Houston than Dak does to Dallas. That's how I feel about it. That's one. But my whole thing is you can feel one thing about it, but it's never like I said, especially in the NFL, it's never gone that way. It's always just been who's the best season. It's never. I mean, you can look at every MVP season. Not. It's never. They can say who's the most valuable. Most of the time, if it's between two top guys, maybe that's when record comes into play. But I just know, like, my big, the one that I always think of is, like, you know, you have Matt Ryan, you have Cam Newton, Tom Brady a couple years ago, past Aaron Rodgers. Like, I don't know. I just think Dak Prescott, like I said, I get it. You do not fuck with Dak Prescott. He's been really good. I, I hate to say it. He's been really damn good. See, and I said it last night. We'll, we'll, we're probably about to have one hell of a debate about this. I think if you took CJ Stroud right now and put him in a Dallas Cowboys uniform, and then put Dak in a Texans uniform, Dallas would be playing better. Houston would be playing worse. I don't. I just don't think so. And it has nothing to do with CJ Stroud. It's just no. I mean, well, like I said, I really want to see who y'all play. Who do y'all have coming up? Let me pull it up real quick. I got it right here. Hold on. We have. And like I said, you were saying the that Jets, Titans, Browns, Titans, and Colts to finish out the year. You'll see because that's five. Well, three of those teams I know are bad. The Colts are seven and five. The Browns have a winning record, and I think the Titans are like four and eight. Yeah, he's gonna need to impress because those are some shitter teams. He's so. gotta impress. But but what I what I'm getting at when I say that I think CJ would be doing better than Dak is in Dallas right now is because for one, their stats are very similar with the situations they're in right now. But you look at how similar their stats are and then factor in the fact that Dak has better weapons, Dak has a better defense, Dak has, has a better O line. What what are we missing here? If you give CJ all of the stuff that Dak has, I think CJ would be running away with MVP right now. But you're gonna you have a better team because here's the thing: we'll never see an MVP win two and fourteen. You just won't. You're gonna have yes, you're gonna have a better team. You know, had a better defense in 2016. There might have been better quarterbacks in 2016 than Matt Ryan, but his team was fucking clicking all cylinders. Like same thing. There's, I mean, like I said, I don't have it off the top of my head. I'm not one of those gurus who just have all 57 MVPs in the back of my mind. I don't know what those records were. Maybe there's somebody who went six and ten one year. I don't know. All I'm saying, I just look and I, I don't like it, bro. I'm trying. I think you're missing it. I love CJ Stroud. He's my favorite quarterback. I just don't think he's the MVP. Also, I just know realistically, and yes, I'm not. I don't want to be the guy who's like, well, since he's a rookie, he's not going to get it. I just don't. I just don't believe he's the most valuable player in the NFL right now. Dude's been great. I just I'm, Dak Prescott has really impressed me. He's stepped up. That's what I think. He stepped up. The team has stepped up. That's what I'm seeing. I'm seeing from last year whenever he played like garbage and the team didn't play that well to now he's playing good and the team's playing great. I think they're better than the Eagles. Call me crazy. I think the Dallas Cowboys are a better football team than the Philadelphia Eagles. Have they played the Eagles? They have. Uh, Dak actually played pretty well that game. He had three touchdowns, no picks. It's just the Eagles, I think, tush pushed. Let me. Sounds about right. 28. Oh, man, no. The Cowboys should have won it 28 to 23. Remember, that was, uh, it was uh, five games ago. Hold up. It was this game. Remind me when you see the score. That was a. Like Philadelphia just keeps on winning. 
Oh, yeah, they keep sneaking by. So yeah. the Cowboys should have won that game. So that would put them at, what's their record? Uh, that would put them at 10-2. and two, And actually, they play, they play um, this week. So we'll really see. I think that they're better. Me personally, I think the Cowboys are the best team in the NFC East. And I think they're right behind, unless I'm forgetting a team, I think they're right behind the 49ers. I'm not forgetting anybody in the NFC. I don't think so. Not anybody in the NFC South. And not the Lions. So yeah. I think yeah. I think they're the second best team in the NF, uh, NFC. Well, the one thing that I want to talk about with the Texans while we're ta- while we're on this whole topic here too, the Texans are seven and five, but they have lost three one score games. They lost twenty four to twenty one to the Jags a few weeks back, fifteen to thirteen to the Panthers, twenty one to nineteen to the Falcons. You flip those three wins, they're ten and two. I'm not sitting here saying that we we should be ten and two. I understand you're going to lose one score games. But we were that close to being 10 and 2. If we're 10 and 2, CJ Stroud is definitely the MVP. But I I think again, you go you go out on a team that picked number two in the draft last year and had two wins. And the only reason they had two wins is because their head coach that knew he was about to get fired rallied the troops to get him one more win. Should have had one win. And now they have seven wins, and they're fighting for a playoff spot. The value that C.J. Stroud has brought to this team is unbelievable, and that's why I think he should be the MVP. And like, and I don't, I really don't want to discredit you, but also I can do the same thing. Y'all beat the Colts by one, and you beat the um, Bengals by three. So it kind of, and you beat the Buccaneers by two. It goes both ways. So, like I said, I can add. When did we beat the Colts by one? We lost to the Colts by eleven. Oh, uh, this was last year. I was looking at last year, January. So my bad. But you beat the um, where are they at? You beat, beat the Bucks by two. You beat the Bucks by, by three. So like it goes both ways. And then the Broncos had a game winning drive and then threw. It. So they were a touchdown away. Like it goes both ways. So yes, I could be like, damn, you barely lost to the Jags. You barely lost to the Falcons. You barely lost to the Panthers. But also you barely like, and I, that's why I don't want to use that argument. I don't want to use the whole you're this many, you're three plays away from being ten and two or what? What? what um, yeah, what ten you, and two. You're three plays away from being ten and two because also you could be four plays away from being four and what eight, and that and once again to me that doesn't change CJ Stroud's season. If they're four and eight, seven and seven, ten and two, obviously, but it, like I said, it just goes both ways. So that's kind of my rebuttal to that. Like I said, who's the clear? Nobody cares about rookie of the year because it's already known. CJ Stroud's um, reckon of the future. Just be happy you you found your franchise quarterback, and I think he's gonna be. I think he is gonna be better than Deshaun Watson ever was. I completely agree. I think he's gonna be Desha- better than Deshaun Watson ever was. Um, it's just can y'all find the defense y'all had back in 2017? I think Tank Dell, wide receiver, one of the future. Unless y'all somehow get a crazy ass for free agency, then it could be Give a one Marvin Harrison. But I think right now. Like I said, I don't care about your running back situation. Running the ball is overrated. Oh, I mean, Damian's going to be the guy. That's what I'm saying. Like, who cares? He doesn't have to play that great. You you have your offense right now. It's just you just have to get some defensive pieces. You still have Will Anderson. Like, you had Derek Stingley. Like, y'all are definitely in the right direction. You could be the Panthers. No offense. Oh, my God. It ain't all Bryce's fault. It ain't Bryce's fault. Uh, Bryce Young's fault. But he ain't playing number one worthy. Mm-hmm. I'll say that. And I, I called that shit. We all, like, I know people who called that shit. CJ Shaw was the better, best quarterback coming out of that draft class. And before he got hurt, Anthony Richardson was having a better year. I ain't saying who's better than what because Anthony Richardson played like five games, but it was like above and beyond better. So there's also that. Will Levis' first game was better than Bryce Young's first game, and both of them played the Falcons. Will Levis' first game was better than any game Bryce has had this year. Yeah. I mean, good God. Like, let me, because I, I, I really haven't looked at his stats because the media doesn't even want to talk about him. Like, they're not even. Shed light. He's, he's I mean, he's just, got he's been okay. Two thousand yards, nine touchdowns, nine interceptions. So he's been super mid, like below mid. Like you've been bad. You've been bad, boy. Like he's not getting over two hundred yards. I get it. Your team's not the best, but your team ain't that bad. Your team ain't that bad. Hell, we did a simulation and the Panthers went like thirteen and four with <laughs> the same squad. So your team's not bad. It's just I get it. Your head coach kind of hoed you, but your system's not great. You just I. Thought you were a little overrated in college. Yeah. And one last thing I want to talk about with the NFL before we move on to the biggest topic of the day. Fantasy football. Oh man, how the tides have turned. Yeah. I, you went from seven and two to seven and six. I knew I would. I told you. I said I I lost 
three fucking starters. I lost my quarterback. You lose your quarterback, you're going to I was so. supposed to go 13-3. and three. I'm 5-8. and eight, But I just got the death lineup back. Justin Jefferson's back. Dallas Goddard's back. If I can win back-to-back games and some losses happen in front of me, I might be able to sneak in the playoffs. But it's it's gonna it's gonna let be me, tough. Let me see. Yeah. Your favorite to lose this week and then win next week. Well, I haven't even um, what you call it my lineup. I checked it. Yeah. Jeez. I I'd never do. I, that, <laughs> I've lost two weeks because I didn't do that. I've literally just not given a rat's ass. Nice. That uh, fucking Washington's on by. That sucks. Um. I will tell you though that um, uh, Tory got tied for first place in the league. Shout out. It's hard. Uh, CMC, enough said. All right, let's see. I got all starters in there. Let's see. Making sure. Double checking. Checking my list. Checking it twice. If I know who's not your nice. Whack ass. Whack ass boy. Jesus. This, all right. this podcast sucks. I'm now, I'm actually, I'm actually projected to win by 20 this week. Really? Yeah. Look at the top. Because oh, he, he changed everything? Yeah, changed it. I'm got you. So actually, we might be back on the come up. We might be back. And you said something about projected to win next week, so. You might be projected to win back to back. Oh shit! I'm like, and the thing is, is I was, win- I've been like a win or two away from clinching a playoff berth this whole like time. I just, I should have beat Tory, but I forgot to start George Kittle. Jeez. So if I start George Kittle, and also Justin Herbert had the best game of the season, so two things happened. If I win that game, I'm in the playoffs, and I haven't given a rat's ass. So I finally looked at my lineup, and I'm like, oh shit, I'm gonna win football game. Nice. But that's it. I think that's. Yeah, that wraps it up for the NFL. Now we can hop into the most controversial. controversial oh my god, the controversial topic of the last week: the college football playoff. Number one, Washington. Nope, not number one. This kid's retarded. Yeah. Number one, Michigan. Number two, Washington. Number three, Texas. Horns the fuck up. Number four, Alabama. The big topic of discussion has been number four, Alabama, with number five, Florida State. I have a lot to say about this one, but I will go ahead and get my main opinion out of the way. The committee got it right. I don't care what you say about Florida State being more deserving, this, that, and the third. For one, Florida State was without Jordan Travis. It was clear that that team didn't look that that like overwhelmingly good with Jordan Travis. They had some sketchy games I'll get into in a minute. But without him, hell no. I'm not taking, I'm not taking them over over Alabama. Number two, people were talking about, oh, well, well, Alabama struggled with uh, Auburn team that lost to New Mexico State and Arkansas, and and they didn't play too good against South Florida. For one, they weren't playing their starter against South Florida. Two, it's the Iron Bowl at Jordan-Hare. Anything can happen. Mm-hmm. And then the game against Arkansas, I will say they didn't look that good that game. But if you want to talk about them not looking very convincing... Let's talk about Florida State. They barely, and I mean barely, beat Boston College early in the year. That game, they looked terrible. They beat a Clemson team that was not good by a touchdown. They squeaked by a Duke team that didn't have Riley Leonard. They didn't look good against Miami. They didn't look good against Florida. They didn't look good against Louisville. Florida didn't even make a bowl game, and they struggled with them. It's got to go both ways, and I don't understand why people were going to sit here and talk about how Bama didn't have convincing wins and then just turn a blind eye to the fact that Florida State squeaked by bad teams all year long. It makes no sense. Uh, this is what I'll get. I'll take my take. Um, My heart's heavy. It sucks. But, say, empathetic. Like, you and I, the, they are, what's the fourth? This is what we've been told, the, what, eight years that we've been doing the CFP. The four best teams. Now, granted, that's never going to be fully true because you can kiss my ass if you think that Georgia's not better than Washington. Not even Georgia fan, but let's be honest, Georgia is the top four best teams. They just yeah. didn't. You lost your SEC championship. Sucks to suck. But, yes, you went undefeated. It sucks that you had a perfect season. It really does. That you, you did all this shit and you didn't make it to the bowl. Jordan Travis was there. Yes, put him in. I don't have an argument. There's To me, there's no argument you can tell me. If they are 13-0 with their starting quarterback, there's no reason you don't put him in. But... You were down to your third string quarterback. You looked awful against Louisville. It looked like dog shit against Florida. You were going to go in, play Michigan. And uh, J.J. McCarthy, he wasn't going to play the second of that game. 
He was gonna. It was gonna be third quarter, and he was already gonna be undressed. He's gonna be calling plays. The thing that I said about this when I saw it happen was that the committee learned this lesson last year, putting TCU in, who was the most deserving over at, over teams that were definitely better than them. They weren't gonna make that same mistake again, and I I applaud the committee for doing that. Well, I'll give it. To, I mean, TCU won a game. Like they did win. Yeah, I, I feel. I, I mean, you uh, hear me out. Georgia was winning a chat national championship game by 30, no matter against who. They could have played anybody. They were winning 30-plus against anybody. I mean, we also got to remember, though, the only reason they beat Ohio State was because of a missed field goal. Yeah, but that Ohio State, I think, was the second-best team out of the four, in my opinion. Okay. I can, I can agree with that. So, I think it didn't matter who won that game. Like, like I said, it does suck because um, I like the little – because, like, I like the underdog story. I like the little guy. I want – them to at least get the shot. TCU got a chance, surprised us, beat Michigan, but then you get fucking whacked. You had lost. You lost by seven touchdowns. Yeah, you, you ran out of gas, and Georgia was just it wasn't on your side. The the, the story ran out. You ran out of Yikes. juice. I do think Michigan would have lost by thirty. I'd stand on that. I will. I think Michigan would have got that ass beat. I don't want it to be like where I don't want to see the four. I want to see the four best teams. But if it was between a team who went undefeated and it was like a two-loss Ohio State team, I wanted to see the team who I don't, I've ne- I don't get to see play in the playoff. Um, I don't like seeing the same four teams. I do this every year. I pick eight teams, and I say, out of these eight teams, all four, like there's going to be four of these. And there's not going to be anybody from the outside. This yeah. year I was right again. Washington was my only one wrong because I didn't know Washington was that good. Yeah. Texas was one of those eight. Alabama was obviously, I think it was like Georgia, Alabama, uh, Michigan, Ohio State, Texas. I think I might even said Oregon, and then I forget. I don't remember. This was like way back in the day. But Washington was the only one that got wrong. But we have seen Washington before, so it's not that crazy. Yeah, I mean Washington was in the first playoff. So. Yeah, so it's not actually that nuts. The only new one, Texas, yeah. and who I thought was going to be in, just because I knew that they had a good squad going in. I just, me personally, I do like seeing new teams. That's why I think I love college basketball. The Final Four is going to be different every fucking year. And this is my thing. I I don't. I talked about this when it comes down to the bowls more than just the college football playoff. I I think that the committee did Florida State a favor even putting them at five. I think I think that they're going to get waxed by Georgia. But on top of that, I don't even think they should be playing in that game. I think they should be in the spot like Oregon is where Oregon's got to go out there and play Liberty. Like Florida State doesn't deserve to even be playing Georgia. But you knew that they weren't. They they could not have you in the playoff and then give you a shit game. Like they were going to give you at least. I think this was their like. All right, prove yourself. You beat George. You beat a healthy Georgia team. We'll be like shit. Maybe we could have. But you're not going my to. Ass. But you're not going to because they're not. A they're not going to bring out their best team. Georgia's not going to bring out their best squad. And I still don't think you'll win. Georgia's not going to have Brock Bowers, Lad McConkey. Um, they're not going to have. I I doubt Malachi Starks will play. Probably a lot not. of their guys won't play. Amarius Mims probably won't play. Which, that's a whole other debate about just ball season dead. Used to be the most fun. Yeah, I was going to bring that up. It's just like, it, it used to be fun because these guys used to actually play in the bowl games. Now, dude, if you don't make the playoffs, nobody cares. I, I think the only team that's going to have all their guys playing is Liberty. Yeah. Like, but looking looking at some of these bowl games, I mean, you got Florida State and Georgia, and then Ohio State and Missouri. Oregon's playing... Um, Liberty, Penn State, Ole Miss, like these these are going to be okay games if everybody were to play, mm-hmm. but nobody's going to play, so it's kind of pointless. I agree, because I mean it just I don't know. Bowl season used to be so like bowl mania, like this was a thing, and now it's just like if you're not a top four team, like it doesn't matter. You don't even play, you don't even start your starting you don't even start your starting quarterback. Like I don't know, it sucks. That's my that's my thing with college football. It's just like, unless if you're already a fan of one of the best teams, the shit's really not that. Like, it sucks. Like, yeah, you can get a good win in the year, but it's like, you don't make. If you're not in the top, if you don't have a top ten team, this shit's not fun to watch because yeah. you have nothing to you have nothing to play for. Hey, I mean, this is good for me though. The Horns are in the playoffs, and the big thing I want to talk about here with Texas. I was talking about this. I've been talking about this since the rankings came out with you. I think we handle Washington. I don't think Washington gives us any problems at all. I think we finally show Washington what a good defense looked like, and they have undeniable problems with it. I think I think we beat Washington by 15-plus. I think that's fair. I mean, like I said, at the end of the day, it's, they're your top-four team for a reason, so I'm not going to guarantee anything. I take Texas over. I'm taking Texas. 
And then, I don't know, Michigan-Alabama's a coin flip, but who I do think of the winner, I think the winner of that game wins it all because Alabama's basically on par with who I thought Georgia was the best team in the nation, and, or the second best, whatever. But Michigan is the best team in the playoff right now, in my opinion. See, and it goes back, I, I said this to you the other day, stand on my statement. If we play Alabama, we're going to lose. I don't think there's any question in that. You catch Saban once, you ain't catching him twice. I agree. We play Michigan, I think we have a good shot to win. Harbaugh has never seen a Sarkeesian, off, Sarkeesian offense ever, and he hasn't seen an offense that's so dynamic to where they can run the ball as well as we do and pass the ball as well as we do. His first chance to see that will be against Alabama, and I think we have a better offense than Alabama does. So I, I don't know if Harbaugh would be ready for that, especially with all the bullshit he's had to go through this season. I understand they're playing with a chip on their shoulder, but the main thing that Michigan does is run the ball. Guess who's got the best run defense in the country? Texas. Michigan hungry, though. Like, that's one thing I want. Though. They they want it. Like, you could just watch. When they go out there every game, they want it. Like, that team's hungry as hell. That's the thing. When I watch Michigan, Washington doesn't have a fire. Washington, Washington is the fraud of these four. I don't think Washington's that good. That, I think, I'm so pissed off that Oregon didn't beat them because I want Oregon in there so bad. I think Oregon would have had a much better chance against us than Washington. Just, I think, like I said, maybe they, they'll prove me wrong. I think Washington's not like that. I, don't I watched think Michael, I watched Michael like Penix that. play against a USC defense, and he played like shit. Like, I'm not impressed. Like I'm not impressed. He doesn't impress me. The team doesn't impress me. Defense definitely don't impress me. Like, y'all should score like 50 at least. Yeah. But the last thing to talk about with college football, and then we can go ahead and start wrapping up this episode, is the Heisman race. We have the finalists. I think every day it becomes more and more clear that Jaden Daniels is going to win the Heisman. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it's down to Daniels, Penix, uh, Knicks, and Harris. Yeah. Harrison. Jesus, Harris? Harrison. Good Lord. But, uh, yeah, I think it'll be Daniels. Melrose no, didn't even make the top. At deserved. He shouldn't no, have. He should. I've, never, I've never seen a Heisman get benched, dude. Like, it, it, it's just not going to happen. Bro really thought that he's going to win it after that SEC championship. I'm like, dude, yeah. no. No. You you don't get it off of one game. You have to no. have a whole season. But exactly. Anywho, Jay Nanos, I've been saying this shit for two months now or a month or whatever, however long. Whenever I first said it, Jay Nanos, Jay Nanos, Jay Nanos. If it's anybody but Jay Nanos, the shit's flawed. And what are you going to say? Oh, his record, blah, blah, blah. I don't give a rat's ass. Caleb, record, uh, Caleb Williams, I believe, was 10-3 and three last year or nine, three, some shit like that. What? Why can't Jay Nanos win it? He had a game where he had like 700 all-purpose yards. Against Alabama. Like, I mean, he almost he almost ended Alabama's season. That's also I think that's why I'm so upset with this whole thing. Like Auburn just had to play defense on a fourth and goal from the twenty seven. That's all you had to do. We would Florida I think Florida State should really be mad at Auburn. They should <laughs> yeah. really be they the most unpro I like if what, I was watching there wasn't enough voodoo magic at Jordan Hare that night. Like I thought me personally, like if I'm watching that game, I'm like, all right, there's no shot you convert I've never seen anybody converted fourth and twenty seven. That was crazy. Throws in the back of the end zone. I'm like, how the I have eight motherfuckers in the end zone. How was Isaiah Bond that open? It, it I doesn't don't get make any it. sense. I would have eight people. Like I would have five of. The, I would have like four I, of them. Yeah, I'd rush three and have eight in the end zone. Yeah, it's like dead ass. I'm like, all right, yo, fives. You're at the five yard line, so they don't catch it and run in. And then I have the other one in between them. Maybe at least line. you. Maybe at least you have seven in a spy. But like, I I don't get it. It didn't make any sense. How did you let that happen? But actually, I, I lied. One more thing I want to bring up with college football before we actually wrap up the episode. I saw a report that Marvin Harrison was getting offered a ungodly amount of NIL money to stay in college for another year. Yeah, he's the, he's the beta now. I've heard, I, we heard this talk with Caleb Williams, which Caleb Williams was on some crazy shit talking about he wanted stake ownership in the team that drafted him. He's been on some wild shit. But, ICT. yeah, but with, Marv, like they're offering him like six, seven mil to stay. I don't know. Like, I mean, I mean, I guess like, I don't know his person. I'd rather just go to the league. Me personally, I'm trying to go to the NFL. Like, college to me is just, which I feel like makes sense. It's in because you're not professional. You're not the thing. But this just goes to say that NIL is just ruining this college. Absolutely, it's, it's ruining college. This shit is minor league football at this point. Well, and then you saw what um. Matt Rule said it. He said it's like good quarterback in the portal costs you like two million dollars. That's bullshit, dude. Shouldn't cost me. You're playing. Should, yeah, on college, it's college football. It's college, bro. Like nil ruined the shit. And people are like, oh, we they should be able to make money. What I always thought is you should be able to make money. If I sign a fucking, if I sign this bottle, 
I want to sell it because my name is on it. Like, you're not going to just have your signature. Oh, I'm fucking Johnny Manziel. I'll just use him for example. Like, yeah, I can make money off of that. Commercials, a little fucking OD. Yeah. If you're paying me for, like, shit like that. To me, I feel like you should be able to be paid off your likeness. See, and what's funny is it really only feels like a football thing because you look at these other schools, mm-hmm. especially basketball. Dude, nobody cares about NIL and basketball. They are going to the league. They're going to the league. They're going to the historic colleges. There's a reason Cooper Flagg's going to Duke. He wants to go play at Duke. He don't give a damn about NIL money. He wants to go play at Duke. Like, I, I don't understand. The college, college football ruins every other college sport, and I fucking despise it. It is so annoying. Maybe that's why I'm not on the, the meat ride of college football. I don't like it. I hate how it's ran. It's so money-hungry. It's so money out there. Like, I feel like every other college sport is so pure in the fact that it's college athletes. These are young adults who are trying to make it to the professional level. These motherfuckers don't care. They feel like they're already professionals. They're living their best life because, like, they feel like they don't need to make it anymore. It's stupid. I think it's minor league football. I don't even, honestly, bro, I don't even want to call it college football. It's minor league football. Yeah, just call it the USFL. No, basically, like, th- to me, that's what it is. That's what I see it as. Georgia is not, a, it's not a college anymore because the Georgia, that's how they're, they're marketed as that. Georgia Bulldogs is a football team. If I go at hey, Georgia Bulldogs, people think that that's a football team. They don't even think that's a college. You think of that, they're not even thinking of that as a university. They're thinking of that as a program, a sports program. That shit, to me, is where it gets concerning. Like, whenever I see that game, I don't think I of think that. football. I think, I think of sport yep. or anything. Like, I, I see that Vanderbilt V. I immediately start thinking about baseball. I don't think about them being a top 25 academic school in the country. No, the only time you do are maybe like Harvard's and Yale's. Like, that's it. Yeah. And that, to me, that's a concern because the whole thing is it's supposed to be college football. It's supposed to be- I see Stanford. Think about football. Yeah, exactly. I don't even think about Stanford. I don't, even see I don't think about the fact that you have to have a 4.1 GPA to even get into Stanford. And I, I just think, I think it's too far to even come back, but. Way too far. I think they I agreed whenever they took the end, like the the game out, the football game, NCAA game. If I'm a superstar player, if you can sign me a little bit of bread or somebody a little bit of bread to have my name on the cup, like me on the cover. Fifth round picks are getting paid 700K. It's stupid. It's ridiculous. And that's what, like I say, I, there's some people who think this is great. Those people are also stupid as hell. These are the people who, the, you know, wrong time, you don't, you never went to Georgia. Only that best by nothing but the time, baby. The same people who never went to college. It's like you're a bit, like you're like, oh, college is the worst. But I'm like, but you watch college football every goddamn Saturday. Yeah. Those are that's the problem. Those are the same people who are like, they don't even look at Georgia as a university. Not the University of Georgia. College is bad for you. It's a waste of money, blah, blah. I'm like, why the hell are you supporting the Bulldogs? The hell? The damn dogs. Blitz my blitz, baby. No, like it's just I don't know. It's frustrating. And that's even not like I don't want to use the word political in the sense of like Republican, but it's like a political as far as it's more than just the sports. Oh yeah. It's the more it's more to that. And that's a whole nother debate on just why it bothers me personally. Me it's just funny because like I grew up around Georgia fans and me and my dad were the only people who weren't. So we just had to hear shit from it, but we'd always be the most logical and like you never even went there. Like I want to apply to Georgia just so I can get accepted. So I can show that every single one of them. I can fucking go here if I wanted to. Y'all, y'all could, could not, and will not ever. And y'all fucking dick ride this university. I could actually be there. Yeah. But that's going to go ahead and wrap up the episode for today. As always, thank you to everybody for listening. Thank y'all for being flexible with our schedule. I know we suck at this. We're trying to get it figured out. It's a a wild time of the year for us, man. Finals is just now ending, and then like now we're gonna be going in and out from home and stuff. Yeah, a whole year. lot going on. So we got some special stuff planned coming up, though. We'll we'll fill y'all in on that more as it happens. But, but also, also we're college kids. We're trying to enjoy our life. Like we're trying to still enjoy. Like you know, we're only nineteen. We got we're on there living up, and this is one of the things that we're living up is just having a good time and enjoying ourselves. So I said enjoy, but God bless. Everything is stressing me out, so I just need a little bit of a kickback. So for a couple of days late, there's a damn reason. Yep. But anywho, I think that's gonna wrap it up. Hopefully, everybody has a great, fantastical weekend. And I think you know. Do you have anything else you want to say? Nah, man. All right, we're gonna wrap it up. Peace. What up? What up? I'm Micah. I'm Ryan. And welcome, welcome back to the Hear Me Out podcast. Today is Friday, December eighth. It's finals go. week. I hate it here. How are we doing today, man? And doing good. I found out today. Uh, I have three Bs so far, and I take my last final weather for between now and Monday. So they don't call it a comeback. Oh, brother. Oh, my goodness. I thought I was going to 
fail accounting. We ended that hoe at the 85. What can I say? Sometimes greatness. What we, greatness just takes a little, little bit of time. Greatness, what do we just take a little bit of time? Greatness just takes a little bit of time to come around, but at the end of the day, it's here to stay. It's here to stay. Another day, another victory for the OJ. Yeah, this shit's so bad. This, this episode's cooked. How we, how we, how we doing out there, all the listeners? As always, thank you to everybody for checking in. Tell your friends to tell their friends to tell their friends to tell, tell the mothers. Tell the mothers to listen to the episodes. All the above. But who would just open a door? Open a door. Without further ado, we uh before we have two minutes and thirty seconds till it's bacon time. Bacon time. Um, but. Without further ado, let's go ahead and hop into it. We'll start off with the baseball world. Mm-hmm. A lot to talk about here. For mm-hmm. once, we finally it's have stuff like, to talk about with baseball. Been like over a month. I'm telling you, man. Uh, we start off with the Juan Soto trade. How we feeling? I mean, like I said, I was glad when he was out of my division. Now he's out of the out of the NL, so that means I get to play him even less. So that's even better. Um, as far as the actual deal itself, um, I feel like I'm just kind of looking from a Padres perspective, like. They were supposed to be the shit, and this is where where are they going from here? Are they just tearing it down? So or... what's going on right now is basically what happened is they knew they weren't going to be able to get Soto extended, <laughs> mm-hmm. so they traded him to New York, and New York's more than likely not going to be able to get Soto extended either. Yeah. So New York traded away a decent low haul of pitching prospects and Michael King, who was good in the rotation when he got into the rotation last year for New York, for one year of Juan Soto. Yeah, and basically what San Diego's looking at is. They think because of the money situation, they're going to lose Hader. They're going to lose Snell. They are in a spot right now that they don't think they can win this year. Mm-hmm. So they just went ahead and gave up Soto and got what they could for him. I like it for, for San Diego. Because, like, the past two years, maybe three, but we'll say two for sure. It's like you're supposed to be, like, you're supposed to be, like, favorites in the NL type of stuff. I mean, you got Tatis, Machado, Bogarts, Soto, Snell, Hader. That team stacked, and it's now insane. they didn't even make the playoffs like haven't made the playoffs two straight years like it's surely disappointing um like i said they won't compete this year they won't be competing this year but we can move on to a team that will be competing this year the arizona diamondbacks Mm -hmm. picking up erod four years 80 mil with a fifth year vesting option whatever the hell that means i'm gonna try to act like i know yeah i have no clue but um yeah he he got a he got a good little deal the funniest thing about all this is when erod signed that deal with uh detroit a couple years ago he had a 10-team no-trade clause. One of those teams was the Diamondbacks. And now he just signed a five-year deal with the Diamondbacks. So that, that tells you kind of the direction that the Diamondbacks have gone in in the past, I guess, season, season. compared to yeah, nobody wanted to play the direction they were going before that. But I like the signing. I think Erod's a very good arm. He can he could be near the top of that rotation. Obviously, your main guy's going to be Gallon. It's, it's bacon, bacon time. time. 